This is PhotoBizX, episode number 352, and today we're talking profitable mini sessions for photographers. Our special guest is Philip Warren from the UK, and that interview is coming up in just a minute. Are you planning to have a successful wedding and portrait photography business? Join Andrew as he interviews successful photographers and business experts to fast track your success. Welcome to the Photo Biz Exposed podcast with your host, Andrew Helmich. Hey, it's Andrew Helmich here from Impact Images and welcome to this episode of the podcast. If you are listening to the episodes as they are released, you'll know that this episode is a day late and I do apologize for that and I'll give you a heads up right now. Next week's episode will also be released a day late. I do have excuses. (laughs) I don't know whether they're good ones or not. Yesterday I had a job booked in and I just couldn't schedule it any other way. So the podcast just had to be released a day late. Next week, a little bit more self-indulgent. I'm heading away to Bathurst in country New South Wales for a big cycling race and I'll be traveling home on Monday so unable to get the podcast out that day and I could I could potentially get everything ready on Friday have it ready to release on Monday but I really like to get the intro and outros done on the day that I release the episodes if it's at all possible so with that in mind I'm going to release next week's episode a day late. Also you may hear some I was going to say interesting, maybe different background sounds in the recording today through the intro and outro. That's because where I normally record at home, there's a lot of gardening going on. There's edge trimmers and whippersnippers going. So I've come around the corner to a local park. It's called Bellbird Park. And maybe you're able to hear some of the bellbirds in the background. I know you'll be able to hear the odd car whizzing past the front of the park as well. Now, just in regards to upsetting the routine, your routine of listening to the podcast if you do listen on a Monday morning as they are released. I've come up with a special offer if you are on the $20 per month premium membership plan. It was the easiest thing I could think of to apologize for upsetting the routine. I've set up a 50% off the six monthly premium memberships. You can access that right now over at photobizx.com forward slash SMS. So you can get a six monthly membership there for $60. It'll be ongoing. So once you jump into that plan, you will have that plan for the life of your membership. It's going to be available for the next, I think it's 10 days only, next 10 days only I've set it up for. So if you're currently on the $20 per month membership plan and you want to save half what you're paying right now, head over to photobizx.com forward slash SMS. And of course, if you're listening to the free version of the podcast, I would encourage you to to jump onto this special offer, which is only available for a short time. And it's because I want to say sorry for upsetting the regular routine, because I know a podcast success is based on routine and getting an episode out every single week at the same time and certainly the same day each week. And I'll be back to that normal programming in a couple of weeks' time. And one quick thing before we jump into the rest of the show, in regards to the interview today with Philip Warren on mini sessions, the focus of the episode is on Christmas mini sessions, profitable Christmas mini sessions. And of course, you can apply what Philip shares to any kind of mini sessions that you're interested in running. It doesn't have to be for Christmas, although... You'll hear in the interview, Philip is a wedding photographer. He kind of fell into the mini sessions at Christmas time, and that's why he's made that his focus. But I know 
as with so many other episodes that I've recorded, there will be takeaways no matter the genre you're shooting in your business. You will get takeaways from what Philip has to share today. And now, a macro look at our last episode. In last week's episode, I interviewed Kat Eckleboom-White, and the focus was on adventure, elopement, or wedding photography. She's based in the Austrian Alps. She's created an incredible business. I mean, I guess you'd call it a lifestyle business because she is attracting these couples that totally get what she wants to do, what she wants to create for them, and that's capturing these beautiful moments in incredible locations around Europe and particularly the Austrian Alps. If... If you'd like to build a business to suit your lifestyle or build a lifestyle around your business, if you're into photographing elopements, you want to shoot destination weddings, you want to attract your kind of people, your kind of couples, get back and have a listen to the interview with Kat. I know that there'll be a ton of takeaways you'll pick up from that interview with her last week. You're listening to Photo Biz Exposed with your host, Andrew Helmich. Just before we jump into this interview with Philip Warren, if you are hearing this announcement, it does mean you are listening to the free version of the podcast. And I've got to say, you are super lucky today because this particular interview was destined for a members-only episode. And I had a chat to Philip, and he agreed to allow me to release half the interview to you as a free listener. But if you want to hear the full interview with Philip today, you will need to become a premium member. The good news is you can do that for as little as $1 with a 30-day with a 30-day trial membership. Head over to photobizx.com forward slash try. Sign up for a $1 membership there. Hear the full interview with Philip today. And I know that if you implement what he shares in today's episode, you will make a ton of profit, which will make your membership cost for PhotoBizX pale into insignificance. Grab a membership, listen to the full interview, implement what you hear, and grow your business the way Philip's doing and the way he shares in the interview today. photobizx.com forward slash try. Come and check it out. Come and meet all the members in the Facebook group and get some help growing your business even faster with them and me and the guests that I interview each week who you'll also find inside the members' Facebook group. Welcome to another great time for business. It's time for Andrew's special guest. I've got Philip Warren from the UK on the line. Philip is a longtime PhotoBizX premium member. He's a super talented wedding photographer based in South Wales. He's actually back from a wedding just last night, got in at 3 a.m. and still was happy to jump on the call and do today's interview. And the reason I've asked Philip onto the show is because of a post that he made inside the members Facebook group in late December. He said in that post, did anyone do Christmas mini sessions this year? How did it go? I'm super happy with mine. Considering I live in statistically one of the poorest areas in the UK and don't have an actual studio, I've done pretty well. So far, I've made nearly £2,500 profit and it's been some of the easiest work I've done. Each session was averaging around 60 to 75 minutes from start of shooting to delivery of the gallery. All 39 shoots were delivered within 24 hours, the majority the same day. A couple of social media posts and one boosted post is all the advertising I've done. With more time, my own space and more advertising, I could book in 100 plus easily. So that was the post 
that generated a lot of interest, as you can imagine. And I immediately asked Philip to come on and record this interview so we can learn a little bit more about the strategy and tactics behind these mini shoots. So, Philip, welcome to the podcast, mate. Thank you very much. Love the introduction you give me there. Appreciate that. <laughs> Something to keep me going. <laughs> I've got to keep you perked up after getting in at 3 a.m. How yeah. are you actually feeling? Was it a good day? Uh, yeah, it was a good day. It was a good day. It was worth it, to be honest. So, yeah, it was. Uh, I took my time. I could have come home a little earlier, but there you go. Get the job done. So, that was a New Year's Eve wedding as well. So, do you charge a premium for that? I should have, maybe, but it was It was a good venue. You know, nice couple kind of a really good setup so it was one of those things where i'd rather do the wedding than kind of quibble over a couple of extra hours because i typically stay pretty late anyway so it doesn't make a huge amount of difference to me nice and looking at your website i mean you have a beautiful website i can see you are super talented it looks from the outside looking in that you're busy you're successful there's no indication of portraits anywhere on your website not the one that i've seen i know you're redoing your website why mini sessions and why portrait mini sessions at christmas yeah, it all started because I got two girls, one nearly age four and one 18 months old. And like three years ago, I started taking a couple of photographs of my oldest daughter. And we've got a couple of friends that have got kids around the same age. So they started seeing those images, which we actually use for a Christmas card. Then they asked me to do those, kind of replicate those images, which I was shooting in my living room. So I've done that. And then they obviously then just the usual thing, posting those images on Facebook. And then I had a few of my extended, you know, Facebook friends ask then if I would shoot some of their children. And it just sort of snowballed. And then I think last year I decided to try and take a little step further and find somewhere that I could do this sort of thing and kind of almost productionize it, to be honest, without it sounding too impersonal. Yeah, it's just come about really because I wanted to shoot my kids. <laughs> I love it. So did you actually do this last year successfully or was last year just a trial run? No, last year was pretty good to be fair. I would say not as successful as this year, but you kind of just, it was the first year where I was in a location where I could kind of control it a little bit more instead of being in my living room and you know moving things out of the way and, and just uh, disrupting the, <laughs> my house so i mean yes yeah it allowed me to kind of use that first year as a bit of a, a learning curve to then apply it to this year and i think it's worked out pretty well okay so just so i'm clear in 2018 the lead up to christmas you did these sessions in your home yes but i didn't do it this volume obviously i'd done like maybe 2017 sorry it would have been six or seven sessions in my home and then 2018, I made it kind of public, had a, a location, and then I'd done 38 shoots, I think it was. So this year, I've only really the total shoot quantity by two or three sessions up to, I think, about 40 sessions this year. I think we're getting the years mixed up. So because it's 2020 now, so 2019, the year just gone, that's the one you did 39. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's 40. 2018 was 37, and then 2017 was... I think it was six or seven. Okay, so you're sticking around that 40 number. Yeah, yeah, but to be honest, I've not done any more marketing for it. I was just letting it run because the situation, again, was not perfect this year. So I was kind of, as long as I broke even <laughs> initially, <laughs> and then, you know, so it's, I just I wanted to see what I was getting, you know, what I was going to. But also, it, it kind of gave me a little bit of an indication of whether I should kind of look to have my own place as well as 
what I would do if I had a place that would allow me to do a volume of shoots. Do you mean full time or just for these mini sessions for Christmas? Kind of bit of both, really. I would like maybe to get into you know some portrait stuff and have my own space. But if that come along with having somewhere where I could work, because at the moment I work in a shared working environment. So if I could sort of double up a meeting office studio and then run these mini sessions and kind of use that money to pay for the rent and you know the rates that go along with having your own place, then that would be a possibility. You know, I'm kind of doing it as a feeling because the only thing you'd really lose in, you know, once you've got enough bookings, which I think break even point was about 12 bookings. Once I had 12 bookings, it was just, you know, let's just see where this kind of ends up. But if I was looking to actually really push it, then I would look at the market inside of things a lot differently than what I actually done this year. Yeah, because you went in pretty softly. Let's get into exactly what you did in just a second. But yeah. knowing what you know now and having done this for Christmas three years in a row, can you see other times of the year where you could do the same thing? Or is this really only a Christmas only? Potentially. I mean, it depends on the kind of, I mean, if it was someone else looking to set this sort of thing up, it depends on the obviously area they live in and the demographic and this, that, and the other. So where I live, it's not exactly uh, the most affluent of areas. So, you know, Christmas is a special occasion. So maybe, you know, Easter would be, or Halloween, those sort of things where it invites kind of dressing up and something along those lines where they could apply to it, but I'm not sure. It depends without having some sort of presence in that area. You know, it's kind of like weddings. You build up your brand and your, credibility so i'm not sure if it, if i could do it straight away like i've done it now but the more mini sessions i've done would allow me to do other things in the future i think for sure okay all right let's stick to what we know or what you know actually works and what you've done yeah and so you said earlier that you needed 12 bookings to break even so there's got to be some costs involved so where are you doing or where did you do the shoots let's just say it's this year even though it was last year now yeah yeah <laughs> for the most recent shoot where did you do the shoots yeah this is the problem of doing it on the first of january isn't it so i think the way i approached this was i wanted to have the least amount of outgoings possible and the quickest turnaround time so i was looking at things like essentially what would be my hourly rate per shoot so if i was someone to think someone actually thinking about doing this sort of thing maybe partnering up with a i don't know a restaurant that has a space or another shop that allows it like a coffee shop that's got a spare room or things like that because what you can say to them is well i'm going to be bringing you know x amount of families in they're going to be spending money in your shop you allow me to have this space for free and then you know it's mutually beneficial then so 2018 i was in a local just kind of a farm shop so they sell like local produce they have a cafe but they have a little function room and they have a little Santa's kind of uh, set up there. So it worked really well where they come into the shoots with me and then maybe go and have some food. So for me, it was really important that I wasn't paying out a monthly rate on this, on where I could shoot this, because then that's just eating into my profit. So I wanted to go with someone that, you know, they could do a bit of cross promotion as well. You know, if they've got X amount of thousand followers on Facebook and stuff, and they can share my post. It just helps in both ways. So I kind of kept an eye on that. I knew that when I think, let's say out of the 40 sessions that I'd, you know, best part of 40 sessions I'd done in 2018, I would say three quarters of that 
um, those bookings then spent money in that shop. Is that right? Was that high? Yeah, it was incredible because what you get is the family would come in, maybe they'd wait, they'd grab a coffee, maybe some cake or whatever, you know, and then do the shoot. And then by the time I was always around that lunchtime kind of timing. So by the time they do the shoot, they might go and have some food. So we then a couple of little incentives for them to go in some discounts and stuff. So it just worked really well. Fantastic. So when you first approached the farm shop, were they open to the idea? Like, did you have a previous relationship with them? Were they open to the idea yes. of giving this to you for free? Okay, tell me more. Yeah, so I'm really good friends with the people that run it. So I actually run their Facebook account as well. So it kind of, it was a natural thing to do. You know, I've known it for years. So, but I'll come on to where I, I didn't actually run my entire shoots there this year for a number of reasons, but I'll come into that in a minute. But, you know, if I was doing it again, I would definitely approach, you know, a shop that had a reason for other people to spend money there. Just so you can say, look, give me the space. If you're not using it, then I'm going to be bringing in 40 families. You know, chances are they can spend some money and it's not actually costing you anything. So. I love it. I can see this applying to so many different stores. You know, I mean, so many people sell stuff at Christmas. Yeah. This yeah. would also work for pet photographers doing something similar. They could get into, you know, pet supply stores and set up shoots. There. I mean, yeah, the, the options are endless, really. It is, yeah. And the thing is, they're actually based in a, like an industrial unit. So they had loads of space. So I was just sort of in a back area out of my, you know, out of the way and they would just come in. I'd almost use the cafe area as a holding ground for the people. So they'd often turn up quite early, grab a coffee and then come in and see me then. So it was good. <sighs> love it. That's nice for the families too. I would love that if I was going for mm. a shoot and then I was at a coffee shop. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, it was great, honestly. And they also had like a Santa grotto there. So they could kind of like have a little experience with, you know, meeting Santa and stuff like that. So it's really good. It's really good. But there's no Santas in your actual photos. So you weren't paying for a Santa, were you? No, no. Mine was a totally separate area. And I had to be kind of quite direct with that because I didn't want people getting confused that they were getting one thing and maybe not having something else. And also I didn't want to use their setup because it would almost cheapen what I was doing if someone was coming in and not having a photo shoot, but then taking their own photographs when they kind of see, you know, a a Santa or whoever. Yes. All right. I'm going to come back. As far as your setup goes, we'll talk a little bit about it, but it looks gorgeous. It looks classy. It doesn't look like a shopping mall Santa setup. It looks really gorgeous. Yeah, thank you. So you've got really no costs from the farm shop. So where are the costs? Why did you need 12 shoots to break even? So the cost was just in the set, the backdrops, the props. I mean, I could have done it a little cheaper, but then I think you'd probably get a, you know, a cheaper looking set. I mean, that set was intended to be quite lightweight and portable to a point, because that's one thing you have to keep in mind. If you are in someone else's property, then you are liable for them to say, can you move it? So I needed it to be quite manageable. I didn't want anything like built. There's something that was like a wooden wall, something where it would take ages to put up and set, you know, and take down. So Right. So the white brick wall that I can see in your photos, is that part of the warehouse? No, that's a material backdrop. Is that right? Wow. Okay. It looks amazing. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It took me a while to find that sort of thing, but it's, uh, it's a, yeah, it's just a microfiber backdrop on a, just a, a regular frame you know, with the almost like like thin stands either side. Okay. So did you buy this set or did you hire it? I bought everything. Some of the things that actually appear in this year's setup 
um, my own kind of Christmas decorations. So I kind of used things that I had and went on Facebook Marketplace, bought the fireplace around for like, you know, really cheap bits and pieces that I know that I'm going to use in my house anyway. So <laughs> it always comes to be used. And the little props, I think, uh, the kind of seat and I used a little matching basket as well for newborns. But yeah, I think the, the cost of that, total cost of the set was £374. Right, okay. That's not a huge outlay. No, it's not not really. I think the biggest chunk of that money was the £100 for the, the backdrop. So, you know, if I'm doing £35 a session, booking fee, then you know, it's 10 plus and I'm in profit. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And you said there earlier that you didn't only photograph at the farm shop. Did you have two locations this year? Yes. I did, yes. So the problem with between 2018 and 2019, they changed the setup in the farm shop. They turned one of the areas that I was originally in into a function room, which obviously they wanted to bring people in, have food and this, that and the other. So I was quite limited on the times that I could actually do my shoots. So it was getting to the point where I was thinking, I'm actually losing money here. So I got offered another place for free. It wasn't the same sort of I don't know, nice surroundings. It was an <laughs> empty shop, but it's right in the middle of the town that I live. So it's a really nice spot. It's totally empty. It was pretty cold, but no one really cared. They loved the set. They loved the experience because I tend to do it quite relaxed. You know, I'm, I do the shoots every hour. They don't take an hour. They take, on average, I would say 15 minutes to do the shoots. The kids are normally pretty good. And yeah, they just come in, they do the shoot, and then they disappear. So it's, uh, <laughs> it was pretty good. But the other thing, that that place that I was in is actually one of the places I'm looking at potentially moving into in the new year. So it was almost like a try before I buy. But that's kind of a side note as well. Fantastic. So you've got your locations. Was the next thing then to run your ads or to try and get people booked in? Yeah. So the first thing I would say to anyone is before you do anything is get your process nailed so you don't want to be spending time editing it needs to be you know you've got to lock your settings in your lighting your camera settings everything you need to know even i created a preset in lightroom so everything was coming in you know looking the way i want it all i was doing from kind of edit to edit was just cropping and straightening i have a terrible tendency to lean to the <laughs> left a little bit so most of my photographs are off a little bit so i and I'm sucker for everything being in straight line. So you're shooting handheld yeah, yeah. with the two studio lights, is it? Is that all just one either side of you? Yeah, so I'm using really the cheapest 48-inch Octoboxes with Godox 8200s. So it's all, there's no, no wires, so it's all light. You know, I take it home with me. Yeah. Wow, okay. Great. They were brilliant. Yeah, super easy. And why not a tripod? Because my mindset was, the way I structured my pricing, I want, I don't care about prints when it comes to Christmas mini sessions. I want people to buy digital files because they 100% profit. Um, for me to make the same amount of profit off prints, they would have to spend way more than the top package of the digital costs. So for me, if I could get a variety of images in that session, whether it's like close-up headshots, you know, portrait, I do black and white color. I always aim to deliver. I would say probably 50% more than the top digital package where it's 
a number of digital files. So what I mean by that is you can buy 20 digital files for X amount of money, but I would always aim to deliver 35 to 40. So it, they just go, I might as well just buy them all. And most of the time they just bought all the digital files. Okay. All right. Let's get into your packages in a little bit. So, and the way you did your sales session. So you get your workflow sorted out. So you have your lighting set up, you have your background set up, you have your settings and your camera, your presets. So everything's got, you know, you're not going to be under stress on the day. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So the other thing, part of that is actually the booking process itself is get all the information in a, a booking form initially. So you don't have to worry about the name of the child or the email address or the gallery name is going to be. So get all that initially and then you're good to go. Right. So did you have a gallery set up then for each client beforehand? Maybe if I was a little bit more prepared, I could have done that. But my workflow is I'm in the Lightroom. I create, I'm using Pixie Set for the gallery delivery. So I create the Pixie Set gallery within Lightroom. So it doesn't really make any difference if you do it beforehand because mm-hmm. you just drag from one folder to into the pixie set folder and then publish and then you jump onto the pixie set gallery to send to the client right and you've got your pricings all set up everything's ready to go yeah yeah the way that i actually set it up was i used my friends first and foremost because they obviously wanted their, their images again so i used them as the guinea pig they were there just to kind of get me set up, get the presets right, get the gallery up and running, and then I send it out to them as a test. Got it. Just out of curiosity, do you charge your friends for doing these sessions? Uh, <laughs> I don't, but this year I did, and I feel terrible about it, but the only reason... Oh, do you really? There's a kind of a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't before, but they were taking up kind of prime real estate in a Saturday morning. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, well, you're actually, you know, you're not just costing me the time to do it you're costing me the money that someone else could be booking in so and i spoke to them about it and they were cool with it and they ended up just booking just paying the session fee and i said look you can just i'll just strip out any uh print you know uh, added cost or download fees or whatever you just pay for the session because i knew if i get all my session fees in then i can break even and go on from there got it so you said get all your systems in place. So what are you using to capture names, booking details, time slots? What are you using for that? So I set up a web page, which I think that I share. I think I can share anyway in, in the group. And within that web page, it's a hidden page on my site. So I don't really want anyone kind of finding it, uh, which maybe I should. But I, within that page is an embedded Acuity scheduling link. So then within Acuity, I can pick out the times that I would like those shoots to appear, the charge of the booking and any custom fields, whether it's contact number, mobile phone number, name of gallery or child's name. So that way, when they come in, they paid the £35 booking fee. I've got all the information that I need. It actually will send them an email and a text reminder the day before just to say, look, can you confirm that you are coming to the session? And then they would just, you know, just say yes. Because sometimes you might get a session in like one in the middle of the week. So you just want to make sure that they are going to turn up. Yes. But they've already paid their £35 booking fee, haven't they? Yes. I would say in 2018, I did do a slightly different where I'd done a £15 deposit and then they paid £20 on the day. And I just got a bit of a, I don't know, it was just a bit of a pain really. Just people having cash and 
trying to do online transactions and stuff. So I guess the, the easiest way that I approached this was I wanted the less fuss possible. I just wanted to go and do the shoes and deliver them. I didn't want to do anything with any paper, any comeback. I wanted everything to be automated, but I wanted this experience itself to be the king. So when they come in, they're enjoying themselves. I love this approach. So look, I'll add a screenshot of the landing page so you don't have to hand out that link, Philip. So no, it's fine. Happy to, to put the link on if, uh, if you want. Okay, great. Okay, so the listener will see then, or the members will see, they click on that link. If I'm interested in and you could take them there via Facebook or wherever you're advertising. I can see straight away the first thing is it's £35 for the Christmas photos. I choose a date and a time, and that's where I would enter my other information, I'd make my payment. And then down below that, it's very clear that there's a 30-minute session, one backdrop set up for the option to change certain decorations. And then you go on to say the £35 is for the session fee only. Any prints or downloads will be additional pricing can be found at the bottom of the page. You've made it so simple. There's nothing hidden. Everything's up front and super clear. I love that. Yeah, I think the other thing as well, I didn't. I don't want to cross people out. I wanted to make it attractive enough that they just would go yeah that's you know that's going to be a nice present for the nan or you know the the mother or something so because like i said where i live isn't kind of that that affluent so it was just enough that that and that's where that i wanted to make sure it was all automated i was just you know i'd wake up in the morning and you just see stripe notifications of payments (laughs) and that's you know you know it's like that that's kind of the dream that you're making money while you sleep so <laughs> I love um, it. <laughs> so for, yeah for me you know because i shot so many weddings this year that i just didn't want to add any complexity to my christmas as well i just wanted to go into the shoot and just have them delivered but also the clients themselves loved the fact that i was turning the images around within you know sometimes within a couple of hours all right let's get back into that in just a second because i'd love to hear yeah. about your process but how did you get people to this landing page to actually pay their booking fee and choose a time. How are you advertising? Premium members of PhotoBiz Exposed hear more of the best photography business strategies from every guest. Mate, this has been super helpful. You've been so generous with your time and your information. It'd be crazy not to consider this if you had the opportunity to do this, particularly if you know studio lighting and you love kids. This is ideal. Mate, where is the best place for other members, for listeners to check out more of your work? Probably, I would say Instagram. I post quite often on there, obviously Facebook. But yeah, my Instagram and Facebook is at Phil Warren Photo. So do you get Phil or Philip mostly? My mother tends to call me Philip. So <laughs> <laughs> if I've done something wrong. So, yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, anything really. Yeah, Phil, Phil mostly, I think. It's just easier to say. All right, awesome. <laughs> Phil, mate, you've been amazing. I haven't talked a lot about your wedding photography. I mean, I mentioned it briefly in the intro, but, mate, you are no you're a fantastic photographer, mate. Your work is amazing. It's absolutely oh, gorgeous. So, I appreciate that. Mate, you deserve every success that you're getting. You're amazing. Let me finish by asking you something just about the Christmas photos. Mm. You have this – you've got the, the freestanding candles. You've got the nice Christmas tree. You've got this beautiful setup. Do some of the kids just trash it? <laughs> yeah, I think it goes back to – kind of what I was saying about the parents, they kind of already know what the kids are going to be like. So you do have to be wary of that. So maybe don't spend too much money on something that's fragile. 
but yeah, the Noel letters on the back, they kind of bit the dust a few times. So <laughs> they've just, they've been held together with some glue, I think, uh, which you can't see, but it's not a pretty sight in the back of those letters. But yeah, otherwise, yeah, if you can get stuff, and, that, and that's where like Facebook Marketplace is really good. So you can get like secondhand items or the other thing we've done, and those Noel letters are really good. So I bought those like five years ago in January after the sales. So a lot of times shops will sell off Christmas decorations in January because they can't or don't want to hold on to them till uh, the following year. So there's quite a few items that I've picked up in January, which have been really heavily discounted. Fantastic. I love it. What a great idea, mate. Yeah, <laughs> you better yeah. snap those up before the listeners hear this interview. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, there's a couple of things from the, the shop next in the UK, which is typically pretty expensive Christmas decorations, but they do sell some some cheap stuff in January so yeah great tip Phil I'm going to let you get back to your bed or to the couch or wherever you want to get to so you can rest up mate (laughs) have a fantastic 2020 mate and again thank you so much for coming on and sharing what you have I appreciate that thanks for everything you do as well hope you enjoyed that interview with philip as much as i did philip if you're listening again mate thank you so much for sharing everything you did i love the way you're running these mini sessions i love the sound of the approach you're taking the way you look after your clients and how it's all about them yeah mate massive massive thanks from me i know i know i got a ton from what you shared i'm sure the listener did too for you the listener yeah i hope you feel the same way If you have a follow-up question for Philip, you can hit him up in the comments area of the show notes and you can find them this week at photobizx.com forward slash 352. And in those show notes, I've got examples of Philip's setup for the mini sessions. So you'll see some examples of his work. There's links to anything and everything he mentioned. It's all there in the show notes. And of course, if you are a premium member, make sure you check out your version of the show notes in the premium interviews area because you've got more detailed examples of his ads, his questionnaire. It's all there in your show notes. Plus, you have access to Philip inside the members Facebook group if you have any follow-up questions at all for him there. It's shout-out time. I've got one big shout-out for today's episode and... And a mention for a photographer who deserves a shout-out. The first one, the first big shout-out, goes to portrait photographer Jeremy Plummer of Studio Kate in Indiana, USA. I know Jeremy's been listening for a long time. I always see him on the live presentations. He participates in the courses. He's been a member for a long time. And one of the best things that I love about Jeremy is he actually walks away and implements what he hears on the show and he's seeing results because of that. Jeremy has gone out of his way to leave a five-star rating and a lovely review in Stitcher Radio. He says, I've been listening to this show for about three years and it's by far the best photography business podcast out there. When Andrew is interviewing his guests, he gets right to the point and asks the same questions I would ask. It's the most practical help you can get without paying for a business coach. I love that. He goes on to say, in addition to the premium podcast, it includes access to a Facebook community with some of the most helpful photographers on the planet. How good is that? Jeremy, mate, it's great to have you part of it. And again, thank you for taking the time for for leaving that rating and that review. It means a lot to me. It does help other photographers find the show. And yeah, mate, I'm looking forward to, to following your successes as you grow your business with Kate in the coming years. 
And the shout-out, which comes as a result of a post inside the members' Facebook group, goes to pet photographer Paul Today from Melbourne. When I announced inside the members' Facebook group that this episode and next week's will be running a day late, <laughs> there were some funny comments uh, to do with the coronavirus and toilet paper <laughs> And no no pasta on the shelves in the supermarkets. There were a couple of great gifts, but Paul's was an absolute standout, and it features John Travolta uh, in front of the Photo BizX premium logo. I've left a copy in the show notes. Uh, it made me laugh. I know I've got some great reactions from other members. So, Paul, mate, <laughs> love your work. You made me laugh, and I'm sure other members got a laugh out of your GIF as well, mate. So thanks. Thanks for that. It's great to have you part of the membership. Okay, that is it for this episode of the podcast. Don't forget, next week's episode will be coming out a day later than usual. Also, the six-month premium membership, you can save 50% on that right now. Once you sign up for that, you get to stay on that special price it's 60 US dollars for six months. So that's $10 a month for your premium membership. You will not find a better price than that ever for the premium membership. So head over to photobizx.com forward slash SMS if you want to check that out and sign up for that membership. Don't forget if you're a premium member to check out your version of the show notes today and get in touch with Philip if you have any follow-up questions on today's episode. And lastly, yeah, another big thanks to you, Philip, for coming on and sharing everything you did. That is it for me. Have a fantastic week. I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. If you have enjoyed this episode, head to photobizx.com. Join the conversation, leave a comment, and share your thoughts on the interview with Andrew and today's special guest. 